0: That Sober Guy Podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. Yo, what's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to Humans, some of my favorite music. Listen to that. Just listen to that. That's dope. Thanks to those guys for bringing us in, as usual. And thank you to you for supporting the show. Shane Raymer, you're listening to that Sober Guy Podcast, just in case you weren't aware. Uh, We talk about drugs. We talk about alcohol. We talk about recovery. We talk about all kinds of fun shit. A lot of people ask me, they go, You got a podcast, huh? What's it about? And I always tell them. Drugs. It's about drugs. Drugs, really. Yeah, drugs, alcohol, and positive, motivational PMA lifestyle. Yeah. Better in our lives. Being productive members of society. That is us. I'm in a weird mood today, guys, gals, guys, gals, don't want to offend anybody. I don't know. I'm in a weird mood, in a good mood, in a fun mood. I have absolutely no talking points, no ideas, no anything today. We are going straight from the top of my cranium right now. Okay, that's what we're going to do here. We're going to have some fun with it today. So I hope you enjoy it. We're we're going to try to be examples of living in the moment. I say we like there's other people with me. I do have a few voices in my head. So technically, yes, there could be a committee of people here. Um, But what I mean is we're going to try to honor that today, right in the moment. No preparation other than the uh, foundation's uh, number and website, which I'm going to do in just a minute. Other than that, we're going right off the cusp. So before we get to that, be sure to check us out at ThatSoberGuy.com. You can connect with us on Instagram, at RealThatSoberGuy, and also on Twitter, which I have no idea how to use still after how many years. Uh, Connect with us on Twitter, at Shane Raymer. I prefer Instagram. It's the one that I do know how to use because you just post a picture. It's not really that hard. Um, Now let's talk about foundations. Finding the right treatment for addiction. And mental health illness uh, can be tough. Who do you turn to? Who do you call? What are my resources? Um, We've continued to partner with Foundations Recovery Network since 2016, I believe. Uh, They stay true to their mission. They have high ethical standards. Uh, They also provide treatment in a nationwide network of residential and outpatient facilities. Uh, They have individualized treatment plans. And they're also focused on creating lifetime relationships for long-term recovery, uh they've built the le- the industry's leading research and outcomes program to study and improve how we're fulfilling this commitment to each patient, their loved ones, uh, and also meeting their personal goals. Uh so they're great people. I promise you'll be taken care of when you call Foundations Recovery Network. They can answer questions for you. Uh if you want to learn more, you can go to foundationshelp.com soberguy. That's foundationshelp.com slash soberguy. Or you can call uh 833-81 Sober. That's 833-81-SOBER. You can talk with an admissions coordinator uh, about some treatment options for you or a loved one that can help you answer any questions. I promise you'll be taken care of. One more time, that's 833-81-SOBER. Uh, we got a live show coming up June 23rd uh, at the Hollywood Improv with special guests. Tickets are 10 bucks if you're in the Los Angeles area. Uh, come out and support us. Support your own recovery. Get involved. Meet some people. We'll have some fun. Uh, the show's on a Sunday. Uh, we're doing the show early So I think the show starts at 4.30 p.m. The doors open at 4 because me and Mark Saratella, who big thanks to him, helped book the show. uh, We understand that all of us old ex-drug and alcohol veterans are trying to be healthy now. We want to do good. We want to be good people. Uh, We actually try to lead productive lives. We eat dinner at 6 and can't stay up past 9 anymore. Most of us, at least for me. 9 is pushing it. I'm getting old, man. Things try to change when you get sober. doesn't mean I still don't party and have fun. But I party sober. I try to get to bed early. My my idea, let me tell you this, my idea of partying sober is getting up early as fuck and drinking like four cups of coffee, uh, maybe walking the dog, having some fun, big tough guy walking a little white dog, right? That's, I mean, that's fun to me. Maybe it sounds lame to somebody else, but you can lick my balls, okay? Lick them, suck them, put them in your mouth and suck them. <laughs> Holy shit, I told you it was going to get weird today. Here we go. Uh, anyways, to the show. Come on. Um, I don't like staying up late. Okay? I can't do it anymore. I'm going back on my word now. What am I doing? What am I saying? Where am I going? You never know when you're going to have to stab someone out here in the slums of California. That's why I carry a shank with me when I walk my dog. Because I'm tough. In any case, you can get... <laughs> I'm going to leave the shit all in here, okay? I said I didn't have any notes. I guess I did lie a little bit about that, okay? I lied to you. I fucking lied to you, damn it. I had a little bit of notes about the improv, but I'm telling you, these notes were from last week, so all I did was copy and paste them. Otherwise, I promise you, I'm looking at podcast notes right now. If I could take a picture of it and send it over through the airwaves, the podcast waves, whatever you want to call it, I would, but I can't, okay? I can't, I can't. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Here it is. Get your tickets for the Hollywood improv show. If I haven't scared you off already, it's June 23rd. It's 10 bucks. Go to that sober com slash live shows, or you can go directly to the improv site, improv.com slash Hollywood. Now, what was I talking about? See, I put some notes in here. Let me just, let me just preface this real quick. I mentioned about walking my dog and here's what I said. I'm going to read it verbatim. I hate staying up late. I like being up early, drinking a shit ton of coffee and walking my small white dog. Now, that's fucking gangster right there. I carry a shank, too. You never know when you're going to have to stab someone out here in the slums of Vacaville, California. I'm kidding. Vacaville is probably one of the safest cities in the state. In any case, for tickets, go to... That's what I wrote. Okay? Okay. What the hell are we going to talk about? I don't know. Let's start here. I just did a pretty fun podcast. Um, a couple of guys, Daniel, Colin, and Mick. That would be a few guys or three guys, not a couple. A couple would be two. Daniel, Colin, and Mick from What's Good Cracked podcast or crack. I think you say it crack. Now, I had to go. What I didn't know what crack was. And in... Uh, in ireland where these where these guys are from um and big first of all big shout out to them for having a good time spit that shit fucking out motherfucker spit it out i appreciate them having me on the show Had a had a good time man we talked about all kinds of fun stuff um not just recovery stuff but having a good time Uh, i talked about how i taught myself how to uh, play the guitar by taking a shit has anyone heard that story OK, well, let me let me plug these guys and give them a little bit of love and then I'll tell it. Why not? So we, we had a good conversation. Um, I didn't know what crack meant. I'm not sure that I still do other than it means like I think have a good time. Like that's good. Crack like crack. I'm just totally screwing it all up right now, too. So let's do this instead. I'm going to hop on the old Instagram. And uh, I'm going to give these guys a little bit of love for having me on the show. And I'm sure I'll repost this as uh, um, what's good. Dude, what's going on here right now? I can't even find it now. See, this is why you don't do. This is why you don't do shows without doing pre-production, Raymer. What is wrong with you? I forgot to mention the the improv show um, Skylar Stone will be joining us at the improv show, which is really, really cool, man. He's He's got a good uh, story of recovery. He's done a lot of great work. Um, you may have seen him in some movies. One of them I know that comes to mind is Waiting, the movie Waiting. with uh, uh, The only part I can think of is the kitchen scene where they wipe garlic bread and the Fumunda cheese. He wipes it under his balls and then serves it to uh, a patronized patron, patron customer, something like that. A customer who was bitching at the uh, waiter who I believe is Ryan Reynolds in the movie. Um, I can't remember the character's name. But uh, anyways, I'm totally off track here. What is the good... Dude, I can't find this shiznit now. Where did it go, man? All right, hold on. I'm going to have to look on here real quick. I'm looking on my messages now. Where's my messages? There they are. All right. That's good crack. See, I fucked it all up. The that's good crack podcast and crack is spelled C R A I K. So you got three dudes from Ireland all the way, um, all the way across, uh, lots of ocean and space. And then we get to hook up. I'm out in California. The beauty of technology technology is pretty awesome. Uh, but we had a good time, so I just wanted to give those guys a little love. Um, this is, it uh, looks like you can go to the Good Crack or that's dot com. You can find the podcast there if you're interested. Three Irish fellows who decided to live life drug and alcohol-free, discussing all areas and topics of this lifestyle and sharing experiences of our sober lives. So, uh, Daniel, Colin, Mick, thanks again, fellas. I appreciate you guys. Now, let's talk about Learning to play the guitar while taking a shit. And you ask, how does that relate to sobriety? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Um Brody, my dog is barking at the mailman right now, I'm pretty sure. I just heard every time the mailman comes, he barks. So I was know when I get the mail. So that's a good thing. Pipe down in there. Dead damn dead dead done of a bit. Alright. That was I'm not sure who that was. Um Playing the guitar and taking a shit. How does it relate to each other? Okay. You're going to ask me, what are you talking about right now? You're probably thinking that, what is this guy talking about? Am I, why am I even listening to this anymore? Well, I'm going to tell you why, because this is going to be just top of the line, um, top of the line information right here. Like the best stuff you're going to get. If you want to play the guitar, this is like no other, you've, you've never heard this before ever. Here was my philosophy on learning to play the acoustic guitar. I couldn't play it at all. I always wanted to play it. I got to be in my late teens, early 20s. I can't pinpoint exactly when it was. It must have been 19, 20, 21, right around there. A friend of mine buys me, um, or lets me use at first, um, Esteban. Does anyone remember Esteban? It was an infomercial. It was an infomercial on TV and Esteban shredded. He played like classical um, uh, classical and what's the other form of guitar? I don't know. He was a badass finger picker. That's the only one I know. It kind of um, I can't. Why, why the hell do I keep wanting to say salsa? That's totally off. It's not salsa. That makes no sense. Salsa is a dance, I believe. Hopefully I at least got that correct. Anyways, who gives a fuck? Esteban had an infomercial, you paid like 200 bucks, you got a guitar, you got these discs, you got some you discs with videos, you got a book, all this shit, right? And so I, so I get the, I gave my hands on Esteban, right? I'm going to teach myself the guitar and, uh, you know, I picked it up a little bit. Started, so I learned like a, a, a E chord. Um, I think I learned a G those are probably the first two chords I learned. And then I went, you know, I started I didn't even consciously think about doing this at first, um, but it kind of happened over time. And and what I, what I would do is I'm a, I love the shit. That's one of my favorite times of the day because it's like my office. I can go sit in there. I can relax. No one bothers me. I can think, I can sit till my feet fall asleep if I'd like. And then, man, don't you hate that you get up and you can't. We got to shake your legs off, try to shake them off. And you almost fall over because your pants are maybe down at your ankles and you're sitting there like, what is going on? Right. How? Okay, hold on. You kind of lean on the counter. Just going to lean on the counter there and wait for my blood to rush back down to my feet so I can stand up, maybe wipe my ass. You a stand-up wiper or a leaner? I'm a stand-upper. I am a stand Or i do not know. You could be a leaner, maybe a folder, maybe a crumpler. Who knows? Anyways, I get the guitar in there. I, I take the guitar in there every uh, every day because here's my philosophy. You got to take a shit at least one time a day, right? At least for 10 minutes. So bring the guitar in there. Teach yourself a couple of chords. Grab one chord. Play it over and over and over. Practice transitioning from the D to the G. That's a good transition. You can work your fingers out. You do that for 10 minutes every single day. Let's do the math on that real quick. I've never done that. So over the course of a year, because it took me about a year, I would say that's a pretty good estimate of me being able to play a couple of songs. I started with some Social D. I think the first song I ever learned was Ball and Chain by Social Distortion. Um, I also learned Angel's Wings. That was another one by Social D that was early. I think I learned... Man in Black by Johnny Cash, which that that came a little bit later because that was a couple more chords, I think. Um, What else? But but my point being is most of those songs, especially Social D songs that I first learned, are three-chord songs. Ball and Chain is a three-chord song. You learn to to play G, A, and a D. I think it's G, A, D. Uh, Those three chords, you can play so many songs with that. And you can do it all while you take a dump. You can kill two birds with one stone. And since we're a recovery show, you can do it all sober. How about that? We'll bring a little sobriety action in there, okay? Let's do the math on that. 10 minutes a day times 365. That's 3,650 minutes. Let's divide that by 60. That's 60 days. 60 days of practice. Uh, almost 61 days if we round it up. It's actually 60.833333333 of practice right there at 10 minutes a day. Not counting if you have some more time and you get home from work one night or you're kicking it with your homeboys or your home girls on the weekend. And you want to bust a guitar and have a little jam session. You keep practicing. But follow that philosophy every time you take a dump. Go into the bathroom. Bring the guitar with you. Sit down and you will learn the guitar. And then let me know about it. Actually, don't let me know about it. Please don't. I I don't know. Don't do that. So what else is going on out there? Are you happy to be sober today? I know I am. I'm starting with some gratitude today. Um, Met with my sponsor today and uh, always have a good, good conversation with him. Sometimes it's random. Sometimes it goes deep. Sometimes it's very high level. We're really practicing, like I mentioned earlier, I think I mentioned that earlier, did I not? Or was that in the other podcast or another conversation? It could have been either and or if that's a thing. Uh but living in the moment. We're in the moment right now. And I talk a lot about being in the moment, um, <clears throat> going with the flow, doing things right now. I'm trying to be an example of that by doing the podcast today like that, without really any any, you know, notes, talking points, topic. Um you know and and here's the other take to that a lot of the time i feel like you know we're talking about some serious stuff we got the 3 tips to this or five ways you can this and i get all that stuff it's good information it helps me out a lot by you know researching that and reading and staying up to up to par i guess on my own recovery and listening back to other podcasts that do that type of stuff and sometimes Sometimes I just don't feel like talking about that shit. Sometimes I just don't feel like talking about uh, recovery stuff. You know, sometimes I just want to be a jackass. Is that okay? Do you ever just want to be a douchebag? You ever just want to be a dildo? I don't ever technically physically want to be a dildo because I don't ever. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. You could see where that's going though, right? But uh, metaphorically, Do you ever just feel like being a dumbass or a dildo, metaphorically? Just loosening up a little bit. Rule 62, don't take yourself so damn serious. It's very easy for me to get in this state of mind where, man, I just take everything so serious and everything is a big deal and I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to make sure that You know, this is taking... I guess, is that fucking adulting? Is that responsibility? Maybe it's responsibility. Maybe that's what it is. And I'm a hell of a lot more responsible today than I was five and a half, six years ago and prior to that. Excuse me. But some days I just don't give a fuck. I don't... And I mean that with the best. I I mean, I I, I 100% give two fucks about my recovery, about staying sober. I don't just not drink, man. This shit's a lifestyle. You know, and I say that very humbly and with respect. I'm, I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm just saying that I, I do take my recovery seriously. Okay, but at the same time, I have to just not take shit seriously at the same time. So I know it, it kind of counter, it's counterintuitive. It feels like even, even talking it out and saying it, <clears throat> but there has to be some sort of middle ground and understanding there for me to know that I, I can be light and I can be, um fun and and I don't have to take myself so serious all the time because I when I used to do that I used to beat myself up a lot. I used to be really hard on myself. Everything was a big deal, man. Everything. Such a big deal, such a big uh ordeal. And then when it didn't work out to my expectations, uh man, you know, it was not good. Really really hard on myself. You're a piece of shit. You don't know how to do this. What's wrong with you? You're such a pussy. Like, why don't you suck it up? You know, all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't do that anymore. You know, the only, I, I uh, okay, wait, there is one caveat to that. I do do that. Like yesterday we had an 800 meter run. Um, we had some pull-ups, uh, some burpees, some like 50 air squats. Um, a bunch of shit in uh, in a timed fashion. And then at the end, another 800 meter run. And we're talking, doing all this stuff in like 15 minutes, right? So you're gas, like a son. And on the way back, I was calling myself a pussy <laughs> and I was doing it in a, in a good light to motivate my ass, not trying to beat myself up. So context was a bit different, but I was going, come on, Raymer, you got this. Don't be a pussy. Like you can get this, keep going. Shut the fuck up. I was, I was like, yeah, I was getting into it, man. Trying to get after it, trying to pump myself up. I need that sometimes, man. That's a good That's a good form of self-destruction, I guess, right? It's a motivating form. I don't know if you even call it self-destruction. I call it motivation. That's what I do. But, you know, taking myself so serious in other aspects, man, trying to be the, you know, the best at me, which I want to be, I want to be the best version of myself for sure. But a lot of the time I got to lighten the fuck up and just laugh. Just laugh, man. Is it really like me and Seth had this conversation? I remember him asking me, I don't remember what the situation was, but I do remember the conversation. And I remember him saying like, is it really that fucking serious? Is it really that serious? Ask yourself that whatever it is you're going through right now, is it really that serious? And if it is, you know, mad respect. I don't say that, um, disrespectfully. To anybody who's really going through something right now. My homeboy Phil just sent me something. What's up, Philip, Phil W, you know who you are. What'd you send me right now? Let's see. I don't want to play it because I don't know what it is. Philip, We'll play it later. But is it really that serious? Um, and, and, and to that, phone's still going off in, in the background, distracted. Um, what is it? And if it's not, you know, what is it? If, it, if it's not that serious, okay, I'm trying to get back on, tr- back on track here, excuse me. If it's not that serious, then don't take it so fucking serious, <laughs> right? Like laugh at it, laugh it off because at the end of the day, does it really matter? Is it really going to matter at the end of the day? This life is way too short for me to be tripping on stupid stuff and the small stuff. So let me get, let me get uh, vulnerable a little bit here. We're talking about living in the moment. This is what's on my mind right now. I've been having a really tough time, um, with being stressed out, walking around with a stick up my ass when the kids are, when there's chaos in the house. And to me, it's chaos to, to, to my lady. It's normal. You know, noise and 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 kids, you know, whether they're having fun and screaming and playing or whether they're arguing and screaming and arguing, you know, over you took this from me or that's not yours or whatever the hell it is. Right. Just normal stuff. There's something in my brain. I don't know if it's a dude thing. I don't know if it's a Shane Raymer thing. I'm going to go out on a limb here and and say that I would imagine that there's a lot of other dudes out there who have kids who struggle with trying to be a, you know trying to be in the, in trying to be aware and in the moment and not get stressed out or um, or angry at that and trying to deal with and I think that's why that's probably why I got drunk for so long and and, and used alcohol as a tool because then I didn't have to deal with shit. I could just get drunk. And I didn't, I could tune that stuff out, you know, if there was noise or whatever it was, I I only had one kid, you know, Lucy at the time, she was a a baby still at that time. But I can, I can think back to that and say, yeah, that's probably a good reason why. Well, now I have to deal. I have to feel, I got to feel this shit. Like I got to feel all these emotions. I got to feel this frustration or anger or joy or happiness, like whatever it is, I'm going to feel it. Sometimes it's good to feel. Sometimes it's bad depending on what it is, but I I have to, and I continue to learn how to receive that and how to sit in it. It's not very easy, but back to the kids, one of the things I'm really struggling with is being in the moment in that and not feeling like I'm stressed out and, and, um, and just an asshole. I don't want to be an asshole. I'm not an asshole. I have an asshole. Okay. I'm going to stop right there because we're talking about shits and assholes too much and All kinds of weird stuff, but how do I deal with that? Like, how do I deal with the chaos? You know, part of me thinks I grew I grew up with a lot of chaos, a lot of yelling, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unpredictability. When I went home, what was it going to be like? You know, I think there's small parts of that that I've taken on as an adult, where even though it's not the same situation, it's still chaos in itself, and it tends to. I can picture myself and I don't, I don't ever do this by the way. So, so don't think that I do this, but the picture I get is like a person plugging their ears, closing their eyes and stomping their feet. If you can picture that, that's what I feel like I want to do. It's almost like a, it's almost like a defense mechanism where I just can't stand to hear what I'm hearing and be in the moment that I'm in. That's not a good thing you know, that there's, there's definitely something there that I'm having to continue to work on. And when we talk about, you know, I think I I talked about last week about practicing the principles of recovery in all of our affairs, you know, that goes for this type of situation too. You know, I, I'm supposed to be practicing my recovery in, in these types of situations to stress me out, whether it's with the kids or whether it's in work or whatever it is, you know, and if I'm not able to do that, then I still got a lot of work to do, which, which, no doubt, I have a ton of work to do. I'll continue to work till the day I die and learn and grow and and, and try to, you know, improve. I guess at being a father, a husband, a friend, all that shit. Just Shane Raymer. I'm gonna try to to you know to to do the best I can. Um, but dude, some days are so hard, and I've had these moments lately. and, and if you have kids out there, man, whether you're a, a mom or a dad. I know that a lot of you can probably feel me on this. Like you have those days where it's just like, man, like was, was God drunk when he decided to give me kids? Like what was, why did he, I am not capable of this shit. I cannot do this. You know, you have those days. And even though I want to say like, God, my kids mean more to me than anything in this world. I love them so much. But the fact that I, you know, have been able to to stay sober through this this um you know this journey of being a father and, and trying to uh, be in a relationship with you know in a marriage and do that like it's it's tough sometimes you know yeah. um, and here I go talking about stuff earlier is it really that serious now I'm talking about some serious shit so you can see how this kind of You know, this is a good example of the ups and the downs of not only life, but a a conversation even too. when we get going and we're honest and we're open. You know, I I got to uh, to watch a homeboy of mine. uh, I shouldn't even say a homeboy, man. Like that's that's um, I almost feel disrespectful saying that a a, a mentor of mine, um, a leader, a father figure in some sense as a coach, you know, is my basketball coach. Uh, Charlie man celebrated 30 years of, of sobriety, man. And he coached Seth and I in the rec league bowls, you know, back when, when Seth and I, I think when we first met in the fifth grade and, um uh, my neighbor, uh, my neighbor Randy, you know, came over and said, Hey man, uh, Charlie's celebrating 30 years tonight. Men's men's meeting over, you know, at the Alano club. And so I got to go to that and I got to, I got to watch a couple other guys too celebrate. One was 15. I think Charlie was 30 and there was another guy, uh, Ken, I think who had 45 years. Um, but I just wanted to give a little love to him. First of all, for, for doing that and, uh, for doing that for celebrating 30 years. I mean, that's a huge accomplishment. Um, and, and one of the things that came up in the podcast that, that I did earlier, uh, with, with, uh, with the guys in Ireland Um, oh, and I think I said, what's I did. I said, what's good cracked. It's I wanted to correct that. That's good. Cracked, by the way. Okay. Anyways, I'm slowing up there. Um, man, dude, now I just totally fucking lost my train of thought. Son of a bitch. Oh man, dude, you see, like I was on to something, at least I thought it was going to be so ingenious and listen to what I have to say. Like, does anybody like, listen, listen to me right now. Okay. I'm not that smart. I'm not, um, I'm not doing anything special that anyone else can't do out there. Uh, so if you're hearing this in your speakers right now, you can, you too can sit In your home studio, aka your bedroom, your garage, your backyard, your storage unit that you rent, your shed, your real studio, wherever the hell you want, your office, your conference room, and you can do whatever the hell you want too. podcasting wise, um, writing wise, get creative, writing shit out on paper. That's been a big thing. How many of you write out there? You know, how many of you, um, use writing as a form of, of therapy? I kind of, I guess I kind of use it as a hybrid cause I write stuff and then I podcast about it. Sometimes I kind of do both, but point being is that we're getting, uh, we're getting stuff out there. We're getting stuff out there. We're talking about it. We're, um, we're expressing ourselves. We're communicating. Uh, that's important stuff, you know. It is. It's it's really really important to uh, to be able to have an outlet to do that. And I know that because of my own experience. I remember being 15, and my grandma Pat passed away. And that's actually the first time I I, I remember writing. And I remember I wrote wrote something for her at her uh, funeral. Um, and I remember sitting there late at night. You know, I just found out she passed away probably a day or two in and I just didn't had so much emotion built up very close to her. So much emotion built up. I didn't know what to do with it. You know, I didn't know what to do with it. And, uh, you know, thankfully at that time, I guess I would have been 14. So this, yeah, this must've been, this was literally probably right before I started, uh, using drugs and alcohol to deal with this kind of stuff. Um, I wrote, I remember sitting there writing for hours I don't even remember what I wrote, wrote something, you know, to my grandma, like kind of a letter to her saying goodbye to her. I think they read it at at the funeral. And I remember feeling so liberated and free afterwards and so good. I remember feeling um, almost high in a sense. Now that I think back about it, almost um, free. I think free would be a really good way to describe it. So if you look, if if I look to now, you know, that expression is so important. Um, It's so important to be able to have an outlet to use in whatever it is that that we're going through right now. And hopefully we're not taking it too serious, right? If it is serious, hey, serious. I feel your pain. Actually, I don't feel your pain because I'm not you. I ain't going through it. But you know what I'm saying? So I remembered what the hell I was talking about now. So let me backtrack a little bit because I was getting on the kids, right? I was talking about the kids and how that's that's something that has been has been a bit of a struggle. Um, I'm so happy that I that up until today, in five and a half years up until today, that I broke that that curse of of addiction and alcoholism in my family. Like my kids don't see me drinking, they don't see me drunk, they don't see me high. Like I, Jess and I were talking yesterday. Like I used to get up and I'm, I'm not bragging here by any means. It's actually embarrassing. It's a joke, but I used to get up every day at 4 a.m. And the first thing I did was get high. I didn't get high, stayed high all day long. I went to work high. I mowed the lawn high. I ate dinner high. I took a shower high, I took a shit high. I went to sleep high. I woke up and got high. Uh, that was the only time I wasn't smoking was when I was sleeping pretty much. And, that's no way to to live a life, in my opinion. At least it wasn't for me. You know, it wasn't for me. And uh, you know, with the kids, they don't have to. They don't have to see me do that. I remember I had my little kit. I had a kit that I took with me everywhere. It uh, it had you know, scissors in it, a shot glass, because I don't know for for anyone out there who's actually, I, maybe I won't go into the details. I had a kit. I don't want to. I don't want to trigger anybody. <laughs> but man, we used to roll fat blunts and smoke. You know, pee out of a pipe bong, whatever the hell it was. But I had a kit, a travel kit. So I could just, it had hand sanitizer in it. Had the whole nine yards. I was a straight professional. professional, And that was just, you know, in the off time when I wasn't doing other shit. Like drinking or other drugs. Um, not fun, man. I'm so glad I left that lifestyle behind. You know, it left that shit in the dust. And today I have a new lifestyle. Like I was saying, that's not about just being sober. It's a lifestyle. It really is. And I stay true to that because I'm scared that uh, if I don't, you know, I could go back and die like straight up, straight up. Let me take a drink of water here, man. Woman, man, woman, dude, chick, person, fucker. (laughs) I guess I'm out of water. All right. What are we looking at here? About 35 minutes. Well, this has been a ramble sesh and it's been a ramble sesh. I hope you've gotten something out of it I didn't completely waste your time today, but I think it is. I think what we can take out of this today uh, and I'm going to do this with you for the rest of the week is really focus on rule 62 this week. Don't take yourself so damn serious. Ask yourself, is it really that serious? Whatever it is I'm going through. And if it is, that's good. Maybe you are going through something serious. And if you are, what outlets are you using? What healthy outlets are you using to uh, to deal with it? You know what what positive things you know, and it's okay to feel. I want to remind everybody, including myself, it's okay to feel. Like I can feel today, you know, I can feel um, happiness. I can feel pissed off. Uh, I can feel frustrated. I can feel like I got a boner. Just kidding. In sweatpants. Just kidding. I have shorts on today because it's hot in Cali. Thankfully, man, I was getting tired of that cold weather. But rule 62, don't take yourself so damn serious, people. For real. And I'm going to do the same. What did I talk about? About, about uh... oh, that's right. I, w- I was thinking back to the running thing. I don't know why. Uh, about running and calling myself names and try to pump myself up. But I think I already covered that. I thought maybe I went off on a tangent and didn't finish can I finish can I finish can I finish okay I'm finished thanks for tuning in today guys be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com also connect with us on Instagram at real.soberguy and on Twitter at Shane Raymer love you guys thank you again I hope you had a little bit of fun today I hope you made you smile that's really what this shit's about have fun if you don't have fun what the hell's the point Peace, love respect keep it my head the street I've been trying I you. Oh, I you. I you, you still say that I don't know anything about you. Oh, I don't know anything about you. But I know what you do in the back And you still say that I don't know anything about you. Or I don't know anything about you. But I know what you do in the back.